Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to the Bradley Wiggins Show by Eurosport, brought to you by Zwift. Explore, train, and compete on the cycling app where fun is fast. I'm Graham Wilgos, talking stage 15 of the Tour de France with Sir Bradley Wiggins. Yes, what a day, what a day, what a day, Jake. What a day. We're in Andorra at the stage finish. We're, we we're metres from the stage finish. We are. Joining us to talk it all over. It's so Bernie Eisel. Yep. Yeah. The man who led me to Paris. Quite a while ago. Thanks yeah. for having me yeah, on yeah, again. Yeah. I'm not annoying the Welcome back. Is. Well, <laughs> I hope so too. But so far, so good. Um, stage 15 then, chaps. What a day. Huge stage. Brad, yeah. you, you were back on the bike today. Bernie, we were, we were chasing the, 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 the finish line very early this morning. We'll come to that shortly. Brad, how did you mm. see it from the bike? It was a fantastic stage. Um, just being the heart of the action there. You know, Nibali was there. Like Everyone was there. It mattered, really, um, aside from the GC guys. It was a superb stage. Just to be in the heart of it was fantastic. I got myself into the break a few times. Julian Alaphilippe was there. Managed to have a chat with him, uh, Michael Matthews. Um, and it was great to watch it unfold. And with a worthy winner, Sepp Kuss. I mean, that ride on a four and a half thousand metres of climbing. An absolutely brilliant solo victory They're the best ones to Sepp watch Kuss and today. the worst ones to ride. Yeah. Mm. Bernie, how did you see it for Sepp Kuss's victory? I didn't see much because our transfer was pretty long, middle of nowhere, so no phone signal to even follow the race. But what we have seen was absolutely amazing. But another, again, 32 riders up the road, taking each other apart. And then, uh, yeah, seeing the riders also late on crossing the line and just in the heat, it was just another hard day in the Tour. Yeah, the first American victory at the Tour for, for 10 years. For 10 years, yeah. Mm. Last man to do it. Uh, 10 years ago. So I'll give you a clue. You can finish fifth. Oh, Tyler Farrar. There you go. Yeah. Tyler yeah. Farrar, of course. Yeah. Forget about Tyler. What a rider he was. Indeed. Um, Ikbin Tyler. <laughs> Ikbin. They used to call him Ikbin, didn't they? High Road. Cav nicknamed him Ikbin. Why? Because they did a transitions lenses advert and in every language. <laughs> and it's, I'm Tyler Farrar. And then they did one in German. It's Ikbin Tyler Farrar. Why did that stick? Cav just used to go call him Ich Bin. Because I'm not even sure if he did a voiceover for the American. Which isn't even German, is it? Ich Bin. I, I am. I am, but it, 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 was, it was on the limit because it was, <laughs> not, ben, it was definitely it? not his voice for the German voiceover. Um, <laughs> sorry, Brad, go on. No, yeah, no, just that was Cav's way of, you know, respectfully, because then he became teammates with Tyler at Dimension Data. Um, and he actually said, you know, he really, because the trouble when you're a teammate with someone or you're riding against them, you can get a wrong opinion of them. And Cav didn't like him, it's fair to say. He hated him as an opponent because Tyler was very good. And anyone thought Cav saw as a threat, you know, just as his, he had to hate them because that's the way you, you challenge them and win. And he became teammates with him and he said, what a lovely guy he was, didn't he, after that? Absolutely. And yeah. Tyler was a great guy. I was teammates with him. He was, a, you, he was too nice to be a sprinter, but what a Palmares he had. And what a lovely guy you said it. It's like I was there when they, when they started chatting to each other, and when 
Tyler really showed his character helping Calf every single moment he could. And that is also a class when you have a sprinter that is helping out another sprinter. And that was that Tyler. He always is just a good person by heart. And he's a firefighter now. Yeah, yeah. What an act to follow. So Sepp Kuss, we saw him take stage, a uh, similar stage, really. And Sepp's a lovely guy as well. <laughs> Isn't you know, he just? He's such a nice guy, you know. We saw how much where we were an hour after the finish, hour and a half, and he was still there talking to journalists at the finish there. Yeah, great. And he deserves that as well, because we watched him last year. He was pivotal last year to to Primoz Rodlich's second GC ride last year. Yeah. And um, it hasn't panned out from this year, but Jumbo Visma have come of age this last couple of days, haven't they? With um, And, and I, I tell you what was great today is to watch it firsthand. Stefan Kreuzvik, who's third in the Tour de France, and uh, Walt Van Aert, probably the best rider on his day at the moment in the world of cycling. Excuse me, that was a beer, beer burp. <laughs> on on any Simpson. terrain, Van Aert as well. He's Van just shown again he, today. Rode all, Van Aert rode that last descent for him before that last climb. Yeah. Having, having spent the day... So Jumbo Visma, they've, they've, what a fantastic job they did today. The tour is looking a lot rosier for them, isn't it? With, with Vingegaard looking at a podium overall, having taken the stage today, with Van Aert having taken the Von 2 stage as well. And Van Aert is also looking at the climbers jersey he's, he's up there for the like we saw him a thrilling contest for for the polka dot points early on today it was it was basically between the two vouts poles van art and and the, and the speaking of jersey, uh, jersey wearer, Michael well, Woods. as well i heard today that he's now on jumbo visma's radar is he really that's right. the big news in uh, uh, holland at the moment the big rumors circulating is walt pals to jumbo visma next year two vouts i mean you spoke to you spoke to the team earlier on the bike didn't you not jumbo visma no no, I spoke, I spoke to Dutch TV. I spoke to Sorry. Belgium TV. Right. Yes. Right. And they were right, really. Yeah. That they went for the stage win today and they got it. Yeah. Um, and they left uh, Vindegaard, who was, you know, I think Sean Kelly pointed it out in commentary afterwards because none of them could work out. Kirby Lonsdale couldn't work out why. Um, They'd left him on his own. No. And actually, um, Sean said, Sean was the one who said he might want to be left alone because he doesn't really need any help. And it's worked out well for him, hasn't it? Because seems he, to suit him. Yeah. yeah. So I missed the final, but did he climb back onto the podium? Yes. Vindegaard? Yeah. Yes. With the, with the demise of the French fella. Yeah. Um, with the, the, the demise of Guillaume Martin, who slipped back down to ninth. So Vindegaard is now back up to third on the podium. He's not far behind Rigoberto Uran. Um, so Uran's at 5.18 and Vingegaard is at 5.32 for the overall. Uran, he just sneaks in there, doesn't he? Oh, it's just a class. He's, like, yeah, he's, he's always there. Well, you were teammates with him as well. I mean, he's, he's, he's a lovely guy, isn't he? He's a lovely guy, and, but at the same time, he's yeah. never stressed. He's no, one of those guys no. you just want to have on the team because mm. let him work, let him do. Uh, I him spoke with JV the other day in the village, and I said, why don't you try a bit more? Because I always thought Rigoberto should believe in himself more and try and win a Grand Tour. Might be a bit beyond him, this one with Pogacar, but JV said that, you know what, Rigoberto... Is his own man and he's very efficient. I thought it was a great way of describing him. Very efficient at, at measuring his efforts and he doesn't panic and he's on course for another Grand Tour podium. Mm. Wout van Aert, I should mention as well, took the Combativity Award today after his efforts going for those mountain points, his efforts in the break and then Brad, like you said, leading um, Kuss to the bottom of that final climb. The Vuelta is next for Sepp Kuss. Wouldn't it be nice to see him have a proper crack? Uh, Grand Tour, but presumably we're mm. going to see Primoz Roglic back as leader. He's time trialling lets him down, doesn't it? Mm. Do you think, Bernie? I, I think so too, but also what I see and probably will change, but like you said, Sapkus is just a too nice guy. Too nice, and you've got to be a bit of a to be a leader. And that's you know, not, not, in, not in normal life, but when you're riding, you have to be. Yeah. You have to get a different mindset, and it's, 
it's hard, you know. It really is. And I think Sepkus, I don't know if he can take... We've seen guys try and take that mantle on mm. and, and fail at doing that. Balcomola being one of them, you know. He um, gave up his GC aspirations and look at the single-day success he's had. Brad, how did you find it? The as as you call it, being being that real mm. nasty, well, you know that. nasty I mean, kind I've of guy taking on that persona. I spoke about it a lot, and I, you know, it's um, I spoke about it last year, didn't I? I became a different person, you know, and I wasn't very vocal as a leader, was I, Bernard? No, no, not at all. Um, I mean, but I just tried to set the tone by working harder than everyone else, and I earned peer pressure, I think, from the likes of Michael Rogers and that the people I looked up to by outworking them at training camps and trying to be the leader like that which isn't necessarily the best way to do it, whereas opposed to someone like Lance Armstrong, who was, he'd get up in the bus in the morning and go, right, guys, I f***ing need you all today. And I was very much not like that. But then I'd also muck in with the lead-outs and stuff and, and try and be like that. I mean, I don't know. You tell Paying me about that. The, that's the thing. It's like a team, and that's what he did. But not being that leader out there, yelling at people and saying, we're going to do this. So you need a good sports director. You need the whole team around you. And with Sap Kuss, I think it's also that moment when Probably we'll never see him change being that leader. He probably enjoys being Sepp Kuss, the nice guy, and gets a stage here and there. And otherwise, that will do him, won't it? That will do him. Yeah, because everybody's yeah. always, when you do well, everybody's expecting from you to become better, to become this killer, take a grand tour, being on a podium. But probably he's happy where he is, and we're expecting too much. And not everybody is a Kwiatkowski who goes out there. Sepp Kuss is similar, sacrifice himself. Just what, what do you make of Kwiatkowski? Because he's not been the rider I thought he was a few years ago in this race. He probably is not the rider. Because that guy, I thought he could win Flanders, he could win, he was a superb. He's almost settled into a role there, like Luke Rowe. Luke Rowe, for me, is the first rider I'd have on any Tour de France team list. It brings me back to... What and I think I, that's an Ineos trait, isn't it? Like, look at Edvold. We spoke to Edvold at the finish. He got eliminated today, sadly. Edvold missed the time cut, didn't he? But we think how, how talented Edvold was back in the day. Yes. That man could have won any bike race. And sorry including to the see tour. him leaving because He's a he, was, guy. <laughs> he nearly cried when I interviewed him. But I had to interview him because he gave everything. It was far way out of time, but he gave everything. Yeah. And like I tweeted, it's never good to have a bad day in the Tour de France. Brad... Sepkus said at the end there that he was he couldn't believe he was at the tour at, in, in the first place, let alone winning a stage. Can you remember feeling like that? Well, that sums it up to me, is he doesn't believe in himself enough, and what he did today was phenomenal. That was a that was um, you know the riders he rode off his wheel up that climb on the severity of that climb. He's got all the makings of a Grand Tour winner, physicality wise. I meant to ask you, Bernie, is Brad a very different human being nowadays? Everyone is a different person when it comes to chop, and every, especially when it's demanding like cycling is. And as riders, when they put the cycling shoes on, put the helmet on, they are absolutely a different person. For Bradley, it was just like being, getting my normal life back. I just want to be Bradley Wiggins. I just well, we wanna... go back a long way, don't we, Bernie? We did back FTJ days, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Was, I used no. to drop you everywhere. I then could. we were in high road. <laughs> Bernie was class, though. Bernie, I always thought you could win Flanders or Roubaix and... But Bernie, you know, once he left FDJ, he ended up finding his role with Cav, you know? Bernie was too nice because you ended up finding your role with Cav, didn't you? That brings me back also to Kwiatkowski. Which was just as satisfying, yeah. wasn't it? It is, because that brings me back to Kwiatkowski and what I always said, trying to be that leader and delivering at a moment when it's expected is the hardest thing you can do. And that's chapeau to everyone who did it and keeps doing it year by year. But 
I learned from myself is like you get more out of yourself if you help somebody because it's different characters and I always could bury myself more just doing other work for other riders and that helped me more and I had a longer career little snap there Brad of you little snap yeah. a little post to the camera <laughs> Brad, Brad's getting papped by the locals um, let me ask you about Ineos today because have we seen Jumbo Visma do what we hoped Ineos would do an attack put men up the road go for a stage win rather than um, try and return to the Ineos mountain train of old or the sky mountain train mm. of old and try and grind everyone out well, Pogaccia is too good for that yeah yeah I mean Pogaccia just Ineos almost played into his hands. They did the role today and the job that UAE should be doing. But they don't have the leader to, to match him and finish it off in the... So they have to change tactics. Pogaccia just... He was really happy to see... I mean, I would have liked to see G and Richie in the break and see how that panned out. Because it's good to be there and following wheels. But what if a puncture happens? Yeah. They're not going to wait for you if you're the yellow jersey. There's, that respect is gone. Yeah. They will take every chance they have. Yeah. And if you don't, there was no helper even in five minutes. Yeah. So pretty much game over. Or we have a new race for the last week of racing. I mean, he was on his own, but he doesn't seem to need anybody else. Doesn't need to see. Doesn't seem to need any of his teammates. I think they're looking around for somebody who can can stay with him for next year. Yeah, maybe. He said he wasn't worried today. He said, "I had it. I had a good day in the end, and I'm really looking forward to next week." What's it like being in the yellow jersey in Pogacar's position going in to the second rest day and being really yeah. quite comfortable? I mean, I was in a different position to Pogacar because Pogacar has the solo ability to do what he likes, whereas I really relied on my teammates. And um, I got strength from having a solid group around me and friends as well, like Bernie and Mick Rogers. Mick Rogers was... was and Christian Nice, you know, Christian Nice and Mick Rogers and Cav. But in the mountains particularly... Bernie, he was relying to me and Cuff. <laughs> no, but Bert, particularly Bernie, Mick Rogers. Mick Rogers was was key to it because he was my voice as a leader on the road, and he made call big calls that went, you know, made made him an unpopular figure, you know. And Mick's a lovely guy. I go back to junior days with Mick, don't we? Yeah. yeah. But Mick Mick had such a level head, and he knew GC inside out. He'd been trying for GC for many years in telecom. He rode with Ulrich, and he was key as Bernie was on the flat stages to that Tour de France success in 2012, wasn't he? Yes, I mean, it, it's completely different because Mick was like the guy who knew what he had to do. He wasn't like any other Australian, was he? Brad, we're fortunate to be sponsored by Zwift, where fun is fast, but it also unlocks performance. Great app, but we use it in very different ways, don't we? We do. I mean, I tend to go on sometimes with my son now um, and just try and keep up with him, really, and... It's a way of riding together and, and grouping up with other people, maybe a few people, friends that live in London, if I'm up north or vice versa, because, um, you know, you can't always get on the roads with people. I've been on there with Matt Stevens, um, and I've also done some live Zwift sessions through Le Col and caught up with the likes of Victor Campanot and Fabian Cancellara on it. So it's a great tool. I'm a big fan of being able to get on there at short notice without having to organise a, a group ride in real life, if you like, um, and just buzz it around with a, a few mates. Yeah, there's always someone on there that's willing to ride, even if, you know, it's a good way of making new mates. It is, even if your mates aren't about. There's group rides, a massive community of pros on there, people exactly like, well, exactly like me, exactly like you. And I believe there's some um, Olympic-inspired routes on there, isn't there, Graham? There are. You can explore the Mercury Islands to get you geared up, ready for the Olympics. And I believe there's a seven-day free trial available. 
Well, just in time for the Olympics, there's a seven-day free trial, a special offer. Find out more, download the app today. Talking of your old days, FDJ, we saw them riding on the front today. Mm. Uh, they had to salvage something, right? Well, I spoke to Guedon. I said, what's, what's going on? Qu'est-ce qu'il y a? He says, hey, on n'a pas choix. Hein? On est obligé. They've got no choice and they're obliged to do that, what they did. And they got come away with nothing, mm. you know? And it seems like they came into this race with all their hopes pinned on Ona Demar, who we lost. But it seems strange. As soon as they faltered, Trek took it up and FDJ were nowhere. But David Godu isn't... He, ha he hasn't quite got it, has he? But he's I not, think he's that Gedon and those guys sit in the car and the call comes from higher up with Mark, doesn't it? You know that team better than anyone. Yeah, I definitely calls. Do you think TV time is more important than the actual end result? No, but I think they had to take it on at some point because when all the teams with free riders start throwing on you, riders going up the road, and you, you have to make a decision. We only have Goudou, one card to play. We have to keep it together. Mm. Valverde, second today. Ooh, yeah. He was making it interesting. So on the radio, on the descent, I heard he got to 10 seconds, 11 seconds. He was doing one. his very best to make it interesting. And then he disappeared. I don't know what happened. He just didn't quite... He just, couldn't quite catch him. Kuss, his pace was just too hot yeah. on the front. But fair play, what a ride at his age as well. <laughs> yeah, fair play. I can't believe he's still riding. I rode the junior worlds with him in 97 in San Sebastian. I, I was... No, I was... No, I was... No, I you was, rode 98. Uh, I, yeah, 98. Yeah, Valkenberg, I did yeah. my first worlds, yeah. Well, I rode the worlds yeah. in, with San Sebastian with him in 1997, so 24 years ago. Other notable rides today, Julian Alaphilippe. And he was 40 then. <laughs> <laughs> um, like Quintana. Quintana. <laughs> Alaphilippe, you feel like you're riding, he's riding with his heart at the moment. He's not measuring well, his efforts. I had a and lovely moment with Julian today in the break. Yeah. Well, I was in there, my motorbike driver got caught in it and flustered. And I said to Julian, ça va Julian? And he went, he gave me the hand signal, like chopped neck, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm toast. universal for I'm toast, yeah. Yeah. Nibali did it as well, actually. I asked Vincenzo, Dai Vincenzo, grazie, Vincenzo. And Vincenzo went, he gave a puff, a big Belgian puff. Also the universal sign for... for um, Bezade. Yeah. Was a I had a chance to talk, actually, to Vincenzo after the line, because... Yeah, I saw that. He's, I like, he's my favourite rider, Vincenzo. I love him. He's a class rider, won the Old tour. Old school. Yes. Fassa Bortolo. Just by... He times it perfectly, and the class he has on a bike is... He's beautiful on a bike. He's, aesthetically, he's so beautiful. He's targeting the Olympics, isn't he? So, so I heard he's going home tomorrow. That might be the last we see of him in this tour, yes. Yes, yes, yes. And he's got two weeks to the Olympic road race, which is two weeks today. Yeah. So he's there's not much time to prepare, is there? I think we'd all love to see him do it, though. I'd love to see him, uh, Vincenzo. I'd have a poster of him on my wall now if I still could. <laughs> do, do you feel like he's, he's a challenger? Is it realistic? Is it realistic that hey, he's going Vincenzo, for gold? Vincenzo, on his day, one day, I mean, we saw him two years ago in Val Torren. He's, uh, he's never underestimated him. He's a class act, isn't he? That's what I said to him because he said, I'm cooked. I tried everything yesterday and couldn't manage to be there. I was there today, but couldn't follow. And I said to him, probably it's the best preparation you can have for the Olympics. Has he got the form? Probably after Probably, this. yes, for now, but not what we're used to seeing in the past. But like I say, you know, on a one-day race, it's completely different to this. Yeah. Um, Vincenzo doesn't have to win when it goes uphill. Let's not forget. On form, Cav coming in quite comfortably today. Cav's bit, fucking bit of Cav watch. Cav needs to believe in himself more, which he does. But um, Cav said to me on the phone the other day, the toughest stage for him was team. Mm. And he saw that as the toughest stage. 
But Cav's great and he's got he's happy and he's got a team that believes in him. The difference between him coming across the line in team, where I think you could visibly see that he was absolutely busted by the end. So him coming across the line today, quite comfortable. So he's the last rider to finish within the time cut. Um, but he came across the line, Morkov, De Klerk, Devenens, and then Cav. Yeah, I mean, he, he has it. I mean, it's, I have to say it, you told me, it's coming home. No, but Bernie, I'll tell you what, if I hear one more person say <laughs> it's coming home, I'm going to join them because <laughs> it's coming home. No, honestly, he is climbing so well. He has the team around. There's one more day with his favorite climb, the Tourmalet, where I'm going to ask him some questions before he goes out there. So he's heated up and then it's, it's going to be no problem for him to make it to Paris. He'll be looking forward to the mountains next week, in a way. Uh, looking forward to getting it done, thinking that he can do it, though, thinking that it's well within his capability and his team's capability at this point. Yeah, I, I think so. He's um, still nearly 100 points clear, isn't he? And if, yeah, for the, the green jersey standings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we saw Matthews up the road today, actually. Cav, Cav's got through the worst of it now, I think. Yeah. If he's got through stages like today, teen, the other day, he's going to be fine. And the team believe in him. I think he believes in himself now. Yeah. All right. Well, I think, yes, I think we can see him picking up two more stage wins before Paris. Well, with Paris. With Paris. Oh, with so, Paris. so number 36, you think, on the Charles But Not just that. Yeah, but number five in Paris, which is huge. We were part of number four. You were part of number three and two and one, weren't you? Yeah. Uh, so Cavs, Bernie's been involved in all four. I'm this not point. really good in math. 2012, so nearly 10 years since, his last, since, since he last did that on the Champs-Élysées. I'm holding up four fingers, I should say. <laughs> since he last held up four fingers on the Champs-Élysées. Yeah, it's just uh, the Champs-Élysées probably means the most to him. It's getting through the mountains and it is, yeah, the crown for every sprinter to win on the Champs-Élysées. There's nothing bigger, better. All right, a lot to look forward to. A lot to look forward to tonight. Bernie, you, uh, are you an honorary Brit again tonight? Like you were so many, so many times in international events, mm. whether it be uh, the 2012 Olympic Road Race. 2011 Road Race, World Road Race. 2011 Worlds. Who are you supporting tonight? What can I do? I'm watching it with you guys. I have to support Italy, you know? <laughs> Just kidding. No. England. Brad, is it coming home? Um, depends where your home is. If you live in Albania, it's not, is it? <laughs> That's it for this episode of the Bradley Wiggins Show brought to you by Zwift. Find your fun on the cycling app where fun is fast. Bernie Eisel, thank you for joining us again. Thank you. Brad. Thank you. Enjoy your rest day. Yep, We'll enjoy too. it. Go and do a bit of laundry. Leave me alone for a day. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll do my best. I have to do his laundry. <laughs> thank you too to our producer, Pete Burton. You can follow Eurosport on Twitter at Eurosport underscore UK. Plus, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Download, subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.